Utah Carson's Tower 2 here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Austin Horton here with Jeff Miller, general manager of Mark Miller Subaru. How are things down at Mark Miller Subaru right now? I know you guys set records in August, and we talked in the first hour about uh, demand and supply, or, uh, supply and demand being an issue right now because too much demand, not enough supply. But otherwise, it's still solid. I mean, we're still we're still moving cars, still service, still staying busy, and, and we can definitely use more cars. But yeah, business is good. It's nice we're seeing the twenty twenty Outbacks and Legacy start rolling in, which is nice to see. So we're excited to get those out on the road. And right now we are completely out of two thousand nineteen Outbacks. You sold them all. They're all gone. That's That was the goal. That's that was the, the idea. Yeah, they're all gone. I was just reading a, an article earlier in the week, I think Monday or Tuesday, that was saying, hey, before you go and buy the 2020 uh, Outback, check out the 19 or whatever. And I was like, well, I don't know if you can anymore. You really can't do that anymore. <laughs> so uh, now you've, you've had a bunch of new projects launched in the last few years. We talked about promise pricing a lot, but I we didn't talk last week about direct service, and I think it's something that people need to know more about and utilize. If they if they knew about it, I think they would utilize it. Yeah, we're still doing it. So we still have its uh, Mark Miller Direct. So it's the ability we'll pick up your car, drop it off to you after you use it. It's included with any new purchase we sell. Part of your uh, maintenance package includes that pickup service. So. It's not getting used as much as I would hope it was, yeah. but we're doing quite a few, though. I think we're probably doing at least a few a day where we're picking someone up and dropping it off. But it's only as popular as people want it to do, and there's still, I think there's still not 100% of that trust of someone coming to get my car from me. Yeah, it's still, it's still kind of a new idea. I, I love the idea of being able to not have – I don't have to take time out of my day away from my work, away from my family to go sit in a waiting room as lovely as your waiting rooms are. Mm-hmm. And you've got the cafes and 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 all every comfort you can imagine, but I'd rather not be there. I'd rather be somewhere else well, while my car gets fixed. That's kind of the idea of it: is that we're trying to make things as convenient and as easy for people as we can, and that's one of the ways we figure we can do it. So in this state, we've done away with safety checks, which is another discussion altogether. But because of that, crashes are up. The Highway Patrol said they believe it's because of unsafe cars. Yes. And one of those reasons I think people drive unsafe cars is the inconvenience of having to go get your car fixed. Absolutely. And this takes care of that. It does. And I mean, we, we really, even since they did the safety check thing, we make sure and we really emphasize to our guys that every car that comes through our doors, we do a safety check on. That's and, the right thing to do, Jeff. And we at least tell them, hey, guess what? You don't have any brakes. Your car's not going to stop. Like, we would suggest you yeah, get some new brakes. If someone's not doing that, if they're just going to a Jiffy Lube or something like that and they're not necessarily doing that full inspection, who knows what you're going to get. And that's the service that we feel we have to do. And I, I, we were very disappointed and the entire dealer community was about the lack of safety inspections because that's a really dangerous thing, not <laughs> having safety inspections on cars. And it's, and I guess it's the idea of it is, oh, well, we don't do it because we don't want to make it harder for someone and cost someone money, but if you're out there driving your car 60, 70 miles an hour on the highway, you have a responsibility to keep that thing in tip-top shape. Yeah, it's not just you that that is a, a, a risk here. It's everyone else. Yeah, you're there. risking everyone's lives. Uh, in fact, I think the number was 70% of crashes in the last year were due to a faulty uh, piece of equipment on a on a vehicle here in the state of Utah. 70%. 70. And when they presented that to the legislature, they went, and? They still want. They still like the idea of not forcing us to get our cars checked. So, we've shared our piece on that before, and I, I, I truly don't understand why we're not 
required to get our cars checked. The argument is people, th- well, I'll take care of it myself, but they're not. But they don't. They're not taking care of it. And that'd be great if they did, but they don't. I, I think of myself as a responsible vehicle owner, but I don't remember the last time I got out with Lincoln Lincoln's head on a penny to check the tread of my tires because I've been custom, been uh, trained to, that my mechanic is going to do that or, or the dealership that I got the car will do that for me. But now it's my responsibility to get out with the, the Lincoln head on the penny and make sure my tread's okay. Totally. And people I don't think are doing that. No. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. If you want to be part of the show, we enter you into a, uh, a drawing for a four-pack of movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. We are asking you today for your favorite fall-time drives. Uh, Action Figure Llama sent me a message. And he said he couldn't call in, but Highway 12. Action Figure Llama. Action Figure Stop there for llama. a second before yeah. we go here. <laughs> Action, uh, well done on your Twitter handle, Action Figure Llama. That's creative. I uh, wonder if he has an actual action figure that's a llama, or I don't know. It's, uh, these are the mysteries of these the universe. These are really hard ones to answer. He I don't know what we're going to do with that one. He says Highway 12 becomes magical in a couple weeks from now. Where's Highway 12? Do you know that off the top of your head? We could, we could, uh, I'll Google that one. I figured you, the, the guru, would know Highway where Highway 12, 12 is. in Utah. It's it in sounds... Tory. Tory. And where's Tory? <laughs> oh, near Penguich. Yeah, way down south. Down by uh, the Grand Staircase uh-huh. National Park. Okay, I could see why that would be beautiful coming up here. Uh, that'd be. I think that'd be a beautiful drive any time of year, though. Yeah, that would be pretty interesting. Especially there. with the fall colors changing though so that's something you can call in and talk about 855-340-ZONE or any other questions comments or stories you'd like to share with us we'd love to have you on the show here with jeff miller of mark miller subaru and doing such we go out to the phone line jack is called in on line one hi jack a good ride to take is the wolf creek pass in colorado by pagosa springs what makes that one so special it's long and uh, steep, and trucks can't go very fast because of the grade. But it's right by a river. Hmm. The steam rolls off the river, and it just makes all the trees look great in the morning. It's Wolf Creek, but in Colorado, not Wolf Creek here up in northern yep. Utah. Okay. Have to check that Steven one out. even wrote a song about it, uh, Wolf Creek Pass and downtown Pagosa Springs, and you might see a convoy there. Why don't you uh, sing it for us, Jack? Go ahead. It's just we're just uh, you're C- just amongst friends. Uh, C. W. McCall was the one, probably too old for you guys to know. <laughs> it's called Convoy. It's in a movie, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah, I know that. I know that oh. song. I didn't know that that's what it was about, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. So we might go there if you want. I'll check it out. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate yep. it, sir. Okay, sir. Have a good week. Uh, I just wonder if I ever really appreciated what we have here growing up. Because this is it seems like a, a an older generation thing to go out on a nice fall-time drive and appreciate the leaves and look around and slow your life down a little bit. And I remember my parents would take us up Bountiful Peak. Growing up, uh, around general conference time, we'd drive up to the front, the the golf balls up on top of the mountain. The, the what uh-huh. are those? The the power. I don't know. I don't even know what they do. It's some kind of communication system up there. But uh, the the leaves were beautiful and all that. But I didn't care. I was like, I want to go home and play Nintendo. It's so, really pretty so, up here. Yeah. So take advantage of it. Have a good fall time drive. 
Uh, all right, let's play a bit of piece of audio here. This is from NBC News. There was a, a, a situation where, um, well, for, there was a, a, a part, a, a story where some guy drove his car through a mall that we'll hear about here in a moment. But first, I wanted to start with this whole idea of autopilot and how people just don't understand that it's not actually autopilot. On I-90 near Boston, alarming video that state police say shows extremely dangerous behavior. A man and woman both apparently asleep in the front seat as their Tesla seems to keep driving, presumably in autopilot mode. Dakota Randall says the car was doing 55 miles per hour. I did a double take, looked over, and sure enough, this guy was just head between his legs, completely asleep. It's happened before. In June, this driver was asleep at the wheel of a Tesla on the 405 in Los Angeles. In 2018, a Tesla driver slammed into the back of a stopped fire engine. The NTSB blamed driver inattention and over-reliance on the driver assistance system. The NTSB is still investigating a fatal Tesla crash in 2018 in California and another last March in Florida. Before enabling autopilot, Tesla says drivers must agree to keep your hands on the steering wheel at all times and pay attention. If a driver takes his hand off the wheels, the car immediately responds with visual and then audio warnings. Drivers are believing that the cars are autonomous. There are no fully autonomous vehicles that are on the market today. It may be called autopilot, but police are warning this is a very bad idea. Tom Costello, NBC News, Washington. This is a very this bad idea. This is a very bad idea. Well, maybe you shouldn't call it autopilot. And that's where I wanted Such to go. Such a crazy idea that you, I mean, because everybody in the world has played video games, played airplane games, played whatever they want. And guess what autopilot means? Take your hands off the wheel, it's running it. <laughs> that's what an airplane does. That's where autopilot comes from. Autopilot. Uh, airplane. They, they pilot can put it on autopilot and go grab a cup of coffee. It's not even a contraction. It's its own word. Yeah. It's a So autopilot. you probably shouldn't call your system autopilot if you don't want the person taking a nap. And that's the problem I had. Like, they, they had Robert Sumwalt there of the NTSB talking about there are no autonomous vehicles on the market today. Why isn't the NTSB or someone like, else stepping not, in and yeah, saying, you that. can't call this I'm autopilot? Company rights and everything like that, but I think that Tesla should get their butt sued every time one of these things crashes in this thing. They pitch this thing as auto an autonomous car that it is not. Yeah, that uh, I think there's laws against false advertising. That's is what it not? is. Yeah. It absolutely is. So that's the that's my real problem. Is yes, people should be uh, brilliant enough to figure out that I mean, this car cannot drive itself. It's as close to an autonomous car as there is on the road, but Certainly. it's not an autonomous car. Well, and there's it does things that the high end Subarus do. But yeah, you guys aren't out there saying, oh, you don't have to be driving this car. Yeah, you can essentially, I mean, a Subaru, you essentially could do the same thing. Essentially, you could drop the wheel and let it run you on the road at freeway speeds. The new one has lane centering. Yeah, now. lane centering. It lane doesn't key. even look at the lanes. The new one actually, the new one, the 2020 actually watches the car in front of you and just keeps you on the same path as the car in front of you. So you could literally fall asleep if you wanted to. Yeah, don't. Just, just, uh, this is not autopilot. Yes. It's and called eyesight technology. If that car in front of you goes off a cliff, guess where you're going? Off the cliff. Unless you're in charge of the car, which you should be as the driver of the car. So I, I don't know why. I'm not a big government guy, but I don't know why the government doesn't step in and say, yeah, you can't call this autopilot. That's not allowed. Uh, anything but autopilot.
Uh, call it uh, driver. You, driver assist. What you guys Anything. call it is we great. We call it eyesight. Eyesight. I mean, yeah. Well, let's see what let's see the official title of it now with the new thing. But uh, the, oh, what does Nissan came out with? There's uh, what a shared a shared pilot or something. And now I'm uh, that's not what it is. But theirs is not autopilot. Yours is not autopilot. Tesla's is implying this is a car that you don't have to drive. And yeah. the video, you should, if you get a moment, Google that video. The driver, ProPilot, ProPilot. is what Nissan calls it. Thank you, Brian. Uh, the, the video, the driver and the passenger are both just knocked out, zonked to sleep. Subaru calls it standard eyesight with driver assist technology. Driver assist, I think, is the best way to put driver it. Driver assist. We're here to assist you in making driving your car. We're not driving for you. We're not taking over. We're not automatic. We're not piloting the car. We're not doing anything like that. We are assisting the car. It is an assisting system. Which makes complete sense, and it's so much safer when you have that blind spot detector that lights up and tells you, hey, there's a car here. And even, listen, here's the pitch. I'm right on Subaru's website. This is on the 2020 Outback. The 2020 Outback features eyesight driver assist technologies with automatic pre-collision braking. It also includes all-new advanced adaptive cruise control with lane centering, which can take some of the stress out of driving by helping with steering, braking, and throttle control. Helping. Helping. We're helping you drive. We're not driving for you. Should we read off the Tesla website? <laughs> I don't know if we want to. I don't know. Uh, am I, I allowed we're, to swear on the air? We're going to have know. some fun here. Let's do this. It's just uh, to call something to imply that you don't have to do anything. And then when you when something bad happens and people are dying and you throw your hands up and go, we said you had to keep your hands on the wheel. You didn't. You called it autopilot with a wink and a nod saying it's not really autopilot. But when when the general person out there says oh autopilot they think they can just let go and let the thing go on its own there's a lot of dummies out there and you can't trust them to make the right decision you've got to give them the opportunity to make the right decision that's anyway that's maybe it's rude of me to call them dummies but don't fall asleep at the wheel of a car autopilot advanced safety convenience are designed to assist you with the most burdensome parts of driving autopilot Enables your car to steer, accelerate, and brake automatically within its lane. Full self-driving capability in- introduces additional features, improves existing functionality, and make your car more capable over time. Said full self-driving? Yeah. That, see that? Driver assistance capability. All Tesla vehicles come standard with the most advanced driver assist capabilities designed to, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so they are getting the assist stuff on that. But the problem is you can't call it autopilot. Who's reading all that stuff? Nobody. No one. No one reads past the word autopilot. And even then, it said full self-driving. It's, In that's, the future. Oh, it's, that's the future, full yeah. self-driving. But see, you read it to me, They're Jeff, capable of and I didn't hear that it was in the future. autopilot features today and full self-driving capabilities in the future through software updates designed to improve over time. That's, that's too many words for a dummy like me to sit there and listen to. But if you call it driver assist or eyesight assist, then I know that it's an assist. It's a, it's a help. It's not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. It bothers me that people are losing their lives and Tesla just is allowed to continue to advertise, yeah, go ahead and don't stay awake at the wheel of the car. Bothers me. 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear your take. 855-340-ZONE. This other piece of news came, uh, I believe this is in Chicago, a mall where a car just suddenly went driving through the middle of the, of the stores. Yo, this is not happening right now. A black SUV plowing through a busy mall, smashing displays, terrifying shoppers. All of a sudden, a car came crashing through this window over at Sears, took out a bunch of uh, clothes hangers and whatnot, 
and then went through Sears, came out where uh, Rainforest Cafe is, almost hit a bunch of kids on the train, on that little train. This is where the vehicle drove through. It happened in Schaumburg, about 30 miles northwest of Chicago. Just after 2.30, the car drove through this entrance at Woodfield Mall. All of a sudden, the car starts careening down through the middle of the mall, bouncing off the kiosk. Now a mangled mess of metal and glass. Oh my goodness. The mall was quickly put on lockdown. Shoppers huddled inside stores. I just ran into Hollister and took shelter, just yelled at everybody to not go out there because there's some crazy guy driving with no sense. How you got my Police going store to store. Oh my God. Many inside feared the worst. I was terrified. I thought for sure that we were getting shot at. Police say there's no evidence of an active shooter. Tonight, one man is in custody. Remarkably, officials say there were no major injuries. But for so many, a routine shopping trip turned into a truly frightening afternoon. The Woodfield Mall remains closed tonight. A pretty heavy police presence tonight. Now, police have not identified this suspect, nor have they said what the motive might have been behind all of this. In the meantime, at least one witness said the mall appeared to be busier than usual for a Friday afternoon, largely because of a new iPhone release. They, are, they have said uh, now that, that they don't believe it was a terrorist act, but that's what everyone's mind goes to in that moment. That's what everyone's mind goes it's to. The, it's the worst situation. And I, it's I, just think one it's, guy. I think it's probably Apple's fault. <laughs> you got to blame the iPhone release, right? You see how they jumped that in at the end? It was crowded because of the, Apple, like, the new the Apple guy release. The guy really wanted his iPhone. By the way, uh, answer me this, Apple guy, and then we'll get out to Mike. Isn't the new Apple 13 or whatever, can't you just update well, your phone to it? Well, the I, the system you can, the iOS system. I've already done that. But there's a new phone. There's new technology and a new phone. So the, the hardware's, the hardware's improved. Too, yeah. I it's know, got I the three cameras on the back or whatever. Yeah, I, I haven't ordered it. causes one. people to drive through malls, Jeff. They're and you that stand excited. by your They're Apple that products. excited about it. They want that thing. <laughs> he had to get to the front of the line. I'm telling you, it's important. They also haven't said whether he was like inebriated or anything like that. That's the scary part. I Like, I don't want him to be, but I kind of want him to be. So that you can at least go, well, yeah, he wasn't thinking clearly. <laughs> but instead, if he was coherent and just decided, hey, I'm bored. I'm going to drive through a mall full of people. He shouldn't see the light of day for, for a long, long time, in my opinion. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, we, we were talking about self-driving cars and the issue of calling something autopilot, and I believe Mike on line one would like to respond to that. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Hey, good morning. So uh, you know, Teslas, when you're driving them, they actually are super annoying and aggressive about keeping your hands on the wheel. In fact, if you don't, they'll turn off all like the features. Uh, they'll turn off autopilot so you can't even use it anymore. So that they... Uh, they actually go above and beyond to make sure that you're keeping your hands on the wheel. So when they say they notify you, it's not just they notify you. They actually penalize you. Like if you're going too fast and you're in autopilot, they'll actually turn it off so you can't even drive an autopilot anymore until you pull over, stop the car, and then start it again before you can even go any further. And, and they're, like every 30 seconds, they'll jiggle the wheel. And if your hands aren't on it, they'll make sure that um, they'll turn off, off all the auto driving features and like slow you down, way down, and, and and everything so so how are it's, these uh, videos so how are these videos out there where people are falling asleep then uh so people are doing tricks like sticking oranges in the steering wheel um if you stick an orange in the steering wheel it, it gives it enough balance and weight that it'll trick the car into thinking that you have your hands, hands on, on it okay yeah so they're, they're using tricks like that to but i mean that's really stupid right like yeah it's really obviously dumb. they want your hands on the wheel well 
That may be, but I think the general public hears the word autopilot and thinks, oh, this car will drive itself. Like, I, I, True. And th- there's, a I, way, I, I, there's a way to trick it. There shouldn't be a way no, to trick it. I don't it. have a problem with the system. Like, I, I think the system's incredible. I think the technology's awesome. I think it's amazing. I, my, my only issue with it is the naming of it as autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I, and I, yeah. Actually, I don't own one, but I rented one, thinking the same thing. Like, oh, cool, I want to try this autopilot thing out. And I, I was actually rather annoyed that the autopilot was... <laughs> Not so much autopilot. That you couldn't, that you couldn't take a nap while you were on the freeway? You were really annoyed <laughs> yeah, well, by that? <laughs> Mike wanted to watch The Bachelor, and it wouldn't let him watch while he's driving. That's right. No. Thanks for I the info, to Mike. you lose again. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Don't boy. worry. That's only a couple hours away. Oh, you you. Yep, I'm on my way down right now. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike's, a, Mike's a BYU fan. He's just taking oh, a shot at his own. Time. I think. I think if that's the Mike. It's not like he's going to... Yeah. Or is he going down to cheer for Washington? We'll see. But uh, whatever makes you feel better today, I'm all f- fine. That was a bad, bad night last night for Utah. What are you talking about? My team won last night. Your team also lost last night, sir. No, I'm an optimist. <laughs> My team won last night. Jeff uh, went to both Utah and USC, <laughs> so he gets the benefit of never being a loser in see, that game. If I was a pessimist, I'd be like, oh. You no lost last what, weekend, lost. though. No. To BYU. My team won last weekend, okay, too. Okay, see. There it is. <laughs> there you, you got there. The bad weekends are the weekends where they both lose, because <laughs> then you can't say anything. Well, yeah. But then you're a, you're a fan of the local teams. Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Utah State. Well, I, I like that Utah State team. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll wrap up. Weber the, State. They're also, they're also a good, pro, good program, State. too. Weber State's a great school, great program. Jay I'm Hill. I'm a big fan of the Huskies this week. Yeah, of course you are. Your favorite teams are whoever's playing BYU and Utah in that order. Or are you a Utah fan first and a BYU hater second? I'm a Utah fan first. Okay, all right. I'm a Utah fan first always. Utah man are you. And then whoever's playing BYU and whoever's playing UCLA. (laughs) Well, UCLA, I don't know if they're ever going to win another football game. They're really bad. They're they're terrible. All right. What's crazy this year is they'll probably beat USC. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> that'd be horrifically bad for Utah. If if UCLA were to beat USC, that'd be terrible. Unless it gets them in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. Which but, it could. Yeah, it could. But I guess if you still have hopes of doing something beyond that, that's you, not going to work for you. I don't think Utah's got any hope of getting to the yeah, – if they, if I don't, they went out. I don't think they had yeah, hope before yesterday. If they went out. I mean, if they went out and go 11-1, Pac-12 champions, wins over Washington State, Washington. You better hope BYU wins out. No. <laughs> you could never do that, could It doesn't you? really matter. Independent games don't matter anymore. <laughs> what if BYU beats Washington? That's what BYU and you should. Beat you know, join and you beat BYU. Maybe they should join a conference. Crazy thoughts. All right, let's go to break. They'd like to join a conference. <laughs> I don't know if any conference wants them right now. Nope. 855-340-ZONE. If you're a BYU fan on your way to the game, Jeff would love to hear from you. <laughs> He'll sell you a car if you're a BYU fan. He just won't take you to dinner. I'll still take you to dinner. Oh, he'll take you to dinner, too. Just don't like your team. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap up next. There's some recall news out of Ford and other places. Also, we got to talk about uh, the, the current situation with Toyota and what they're trying to do to change the way a car runs. That and more next on Utah Car Sense, the Zone Sports Network. No. We haven't you haven't that. got to I've that. Done, haven't done that. I mean, yet. we could we could make a few calls here, Jeff, and uh, <laughs> swipe a couple of uh, cards and make that. They make take that credit case. card for that. I, I would. I'll take it right now. Do they take two party out of state bad checks. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't think so. I don't know that or eight five five three four zero zone. If you want to be into the drawing of the for the movie passes, we'd love to hear your fall time drives or whatever other comments, questions, or stories you have. BYU pregame taking on Washington comes your way right at noon today. And uh, what do you think? I, I I presented this to Jake Scott yesterday. So after when this show ends, I'm also uh, scheduled to go cover the BYU you Washington. Drive game. yourself down to Provo. Yes. Over under, I make it there by the start of the second quarter. It's a game day. You know what University Parkway can be like you know, uh, during game day traffic. I've actually only ever been to one game there in my life. What what game was it? The Utah game? USC BYU in two thousand. Oh yeah, we talked about we that. We talked about that a little bit. That was the only game I've ever been to. But let's see, you're Provo, you're leaving at noon. Game starts at one, right? Kickoff at one. And you know how far it is from the freeway. Yeah. And there's really one main thoroughfare to get you there. I think you walk into the stadium with 14 minutes on the second quarter clock. So after the second quarter has begun, I'm kind of feeling the same way. That's my guess. Now, they all— That's where I would set the over-under. Jake said that uh, he thinks I'll make it before kickoff, and he's a crazy man. There's no way I'd make it. I'd have to fly there. Which car are you driving? Uh, Well, my wife gets the safe car. Okay, because so she's in, got the baby. So you're in the dangerous car. Yes, I'm in the okay. dangerous car. So that means you'll drive it faster with, the, with <laughs> less. So maybe we'll go to fourteen thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I am a bit worried about it, though. I guess technically I only have to be there by the post game, so that I can stick a microphone in Kalani Taki's face and tell me why you won or lost, and then send it back. But I'd like to see the game. I'd like the perk of doing this job. I feel like I mean, Washington's probably going to be up by two or three touchdowns by then, right? Maybe that's another, <laughs> an addendum, yeah. Over or under the, the deficit being 14 and a half by the time I get there. So speaking of um, bad checks, yeah. there's an article okay. on um, <laughs> Automotive News uh, talking about uh, two uh, Rager Dykes Auto Group, big auto group out of Texas that have pled guilty as part of a $23 million check-kiting scheme oh, inside geez. the dealerships. Wow. So Check-hiding? Kiting. Kiting, okay. So what that is, so Sheila Miller, the controller, and Diana Urias, the office manager, pled guilty to conspiracy to commit bank fraud. So basically they cross-deposit checks between two or more accounts to artificially inflate balances. Mm-hmm. So you just keep writing checks back and forth to bring the balances up. That doesn't seem like a crime you could get away with forever. Usually, an owner will figure that one out. Wow, twenty! You said twenty-three million. Yeah. How long are they going to jail? Here's the crazy one, right? So th- I think that whoever's running this dealership just isn't paying attention because this comes three months after the t- same Texas dealership group CFO Shane Smith pled guilty to the same charge. <laughs> oh man. He faces up to twenty years in prison and will be required to pay a mandatory restitution of more than fifty million. <laughs> I'm assuming he doesn't have fifty million dollars, but yeah. So he'll pay five thousand. During his jail service, but because they'll charge him a quarter a day or whatever. So not only would they make up random amounts for each check to total, they need to be kited on any given day. They would discuss these sums via email. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant criminals here. Right. That, that's what you want. You want an obvious crime that also has obvious evidence attached to it. That's why they had to plead guilty. Their attorneys were like, "Yeah, you have to say you're guilty. There's no other. There's no way we could win this case." But I hope they do so. I, I hope they serve a long time because that's stuff that hurts all of us. Yeah, ready eventually. for the rest of the story. So the rest of the story, the Rager Dykes Group imploded last summer after Ford Motor Credit Company and other lenders sued, alleging rampant floor plan fraud. 
So floor plan. So a floor plan is, is what we our loans on our cars. So what a, a retailer can do is is we get a loan for a car, right? So we get a new car comes into us, we get a loan for the full value of that car. So we don't own any of our inventory. And our, our agreement with the bank is we pay interest on that loan while we have the car in inventory. And then we have around between seven to 10 days after we sell that car to pay back the loan. So, Gotcha. So, so when I leased my, uh, my Crosstrek, that's why my payment goes to Chase and not to Mark Miller Subaru. No. Oh. That's a whole different thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different thing. But anyway, so uh. what happens with it is is what you can do to get around that, which usually gets caught by a bank that's paying attention eventually, is the, what, dealers, what reta- the bad retailers can do is they can either not pay off the loan to sell the car. They just not pay off the loan and keep the cash and use the cash for other things. Or a lot, the, where a lot of these guys get in trouble is they'll double or triple floor plan cars. So the same car, they'll change the VIN number by one digit or something like that, and they'll and they'll add another the floor. They'll tell the bank they have cars on the floor plan that they don't really have. Yeah. So I mean, what a banks do, the good ones to protect themselves is they do floor plan audits monthly. So we literally have a guy we we floor plan through Wells Fargo. We literally have a guy from Wells Fargo who comes to our dealership once a month and counts every car. <laughs> he literally has a clipboard. I mean, they're his cars. Yeah, he has yeah. a clipboard with all the cars they have on floor plan. He walks out, and he has to mark every one of them off of a list. What a terrible job. <laughs> and it's literally been the same guy for the last decade. Man. And his job is literally just goes dealership to dealership and has a list and goes and checks cars. And if he can't find the car, we have to give him an explanation why. And sometimes they believe our explanations. I mean, they with us, we've never had an issue. I was but, say. but, like, there are other places. I mean, that oh, yeah, well, the owner's driving that one. Like, that's kind of And that one. And that one. Yeah, and... I mean, a lot of it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, you can raise a flag. Yeah. Like, they, they generally don't find every car. Sometimes it's cars out getting tent or owners driving it. It's a demo for somebody or who knows. Yeah. And so this place is in Texas you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, so they, they – They were just owed, weren't getting checked. No, apparently not, or they just eventually got busted for And then it. one day they got checked and none of the cars were, were yeah. there. Yeah, and then they went bankrupt and the guy fled the country. And they haven't caught him? No, I think I, I don't think he fought the country. I think oh. he's actually going to jail. Oh, good. Well, uh, so okay, so if I was dead wrong, explain to me why my check goes to Chase. Your check then. goes to Chase. So no, very few retailers sell finance vehicles. So when you buy a car from us, we're a middleman for a bank. Sure. Whether it's Wells Fargo, America First, Supermare, Motor Finance, anybody. So essentially, we our job is to act as the liaison for them. We set up the loan. We sign the loan with you. And then we send all that loan paperwork to Super Motors Finance or Chase Bank. And then Chase Bank, so you're making your payments to Chase. Chase pays us the full amount of the contract. So if, we, if you sign a lease for $35,000, whatever the car costs, they're going to write us that check. So we get that transferred to us as soon as it funds. Usually on a lease, we fund within three or four days. And then I pay them back. And you're paying them back. They're, it's all with them. We get our money. So, that, so essentially, we get the money from Chase so we can pay off the car. Yeah. Okay. And, and then the difference between what we paid off the car for and that, that's our profit. I see. And then when I turn the car in, there's a residual, hopefully. And that's through, that, but that's all through them. Not, so, yeah. So essentially, if you're going to buy that car for the residual, you write us a check for $15,000 or whatever the residual is. We send that check to Chase to pay off the car loan. You're a middleman We're then. We're the middleman on both sides. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, bottom line is don't do fraud, kids. Yeah. 
Don't you? And you'll you won't go to prison. Don't cheat the system. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you've ever done fraud, call us eight five five three four zero zone. No, please don't. Ford now massive. We have to agree with conversations. Ma- massive recall, safety recall uh, from Ford affecting ten vehicles, including new versions of its popular uh, Ford F one fifty, F series Super Duty Expedition and best selling Explorer. Uh, Brian, don't use talk to studio there. Use remember talk down the line to them. That's we heard you. I don't think they did. Uh, so Ford has this massive recall. Ford F one fifty F series Super Duty Expedition and Best Selling Explorer issues include seats that may get this detach in a crash. Jeff Miller. In addition, cars listed as potentially dangerous, if not repaired, include the Ford Fiesta Is that Fusion bad? and Edge. Is it's it, bad. Is it bad for your car seat to detach if you get in a car crash? It's not great, Bob. Yeah, no, you've probably you ever seen Mad Men? Yeah, it's not great, Bob. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you're in a crash and your car seat comes off, that's a problem. Uh, now they say uh, the list of six hundred sixty-five thousand one hundred fifty-four vehicles have been bundled into four safety recall categories. Total recall <laughs> for North America, <laughs> noting that the company is not aware of any accidents or injuries thus far. Customers are consumers rather are urged to seek repair. Uh, and of course, if you if you feel like this is you might be uh, involved here, if your vehicle applies, check it out at safercar.gov. Put it in the VIN. Yep, always do that. You. And we always talk about this with recalls: is that if you ever have a recall on your vehicle, always check the website, make sure it's on the car, and 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 then always call the retailer before showing up. Don't just show up expecting a recall to be done. It'll save you and the retailer a lot of time. All right, this uh, this story from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I've have I've had a similar story happen here. Uh, officials have issued a warning after a Colorado Springs woman put an injured bobcat in her car, inches from where her child was in their safety seat. The warning is: don't pick up wildlife. Colorado Parks and Wildlife spokesman Bill Vogren says the woman spotted the injured adult male cat shown above while driving wrapped it in a blanket, and put it in the back of her SUV on Wednesday. A boy about three years old was also in the back seat. Agency officials told her to, to get her boy and herself out of the vehicle when she called to ask what to do. So, a couple of problems here. First of all, this lady's not very brilliant, not very bright, probably shouldn't have been allowed to procreate and have a child. That's, that's the Austin Horton opinion there. Uh, second, uh, secondly, uh, don't ever do this, please. Thirdly, if you hit an animal, do you know what you're supposed to do if you hit an animal, Jeff? So if you hit a deer on the side of the road, what are you supposed to do? Pull over. Pull over? Okay. Check your car. Check your car. Make sure it's safe. Yeah. Call the police. Call the police. uh, Preferably the non-emergency line if everyone's okay. But you could call 911 and just... Push your Starlink button. Push the Starlink button, yeah. Or your OnStar button or Or whatever your button in the car is. If everything's fine, if the car's fine, people are fine... You don't need to file a police report or call insurance or anything. Call the Division of Wildlife Resources. So you can come get it. Tell them where you are. They'll probably ask for a mile marker. If you don't know that, tell them a general area of where you are. They will come take care of it eventually. But I saw somebody do this. In fact, I have two stories here. I saw someone hit a deer. Then they got out. They pulled the car over, and they got out of the car and ran into traffic to try and pull the deer off the road under the si- under the shoulder. I think I they, I'm sure they thought, "Oh, someone else is going to run into this deer and cause another accident." But they are running out into the middle of traffic, grabbing the hind legs of this 
now dead deer and dragging it towards the shoulder while cars are coming towards them. Don't do that. No. Let the cars, let, let nature take its course, essentially, <laughs> and call someone who handles that. Uh, then I also, when I was driving to, oh my gosh, I had a buddy that decided he wanted to go to school at BYU-Idaho, uh, which is yep. in Rexburg. Okay. And uh, I decided I want to go visit him for a weekend, which was the most boring weekend of my entire life. But there were funny stories that came. Like, there was a nightclub that had opened just that night. It was the grand opening of this <laughs> nightclub in Rexburg, Idaho. And so we were like, well, we want to, you know, meet some new people and have some fun. So we went down to this nightclub, and the music was loud, and the strobe lights were going, and the laser beams and all that. And the guy at the door said, first time is free. We're like, yeah, we don't have to pay a cover charge. We got in there, and what he actually had said was, the first 10 are free. We were the only people <laughs> in this grand opening of this nightclub. <laughs> and it had been open for a few hours now, oh and it, we were the only people. There. But on my way up there, uh, I had a bobcat, like this woman, come out from the side of the road out of nowhere, and I didn't hit the bobcat. The bobcat hit me, meaning... Like sideswiped you? It hit like a dead head-on hit on the right front of my wheel. Ooh. And it dented my wheel. Probably didn't work out well for the bobcat. No, it died. <laughs> but uh, I always say that I, I've never hit an animal, but I've had an animal hit me. And so, and that was kind of, that was pretty freaky. We had that, we had that happen when I was a kid. Um, we were driving down Foothill and we had, my dad was driving, I think we were in a forerunner or something like that, and had a deer come down and just... Bam, sideswipe us. Like, literally hit the car, like, move the car off to the side and then ran off to the right. Oh, jeez. Uh, we never saw I don't know. If Those the, things are powerful, aren't they? Yeah, but like, it put a dent in the side of the car. It was crazy. Yeah, those things, those animals. That'd be the same idea. We were hit by the deer. We did not hit <laughs> That's the right, deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the deer hit us. <laughs> I want to know. I want to see long term, like, after this winter, what that wildlife bridge does. I want to see, like, the statistics of Parley's Canyon crashes do they it actually went if it actually goes down isn't there a camera set up up there yeah they say that and, and they, and... i don't think that's public oh because we talked about this like a few shows i don't think they want to make that wildlife page public because it'll tell hunters where there's animals oh but they've they've issued a few videos before yeah they, they'll release videos of it but they won't and the idea is to get the the wildlife no, they have fences for miles safely. all the way down on both sides, so it gives it. It kind of guides them if they want to go across. Here's your only way across. the Funnels freeway. them in there. Yeah, yeah. And they say they're saying animals are using it. They won't release the exact numbers of how many animals use it, but it keeps one animal from going across the highway and killing somebody. Pretty good deal. Yeah, we're all about the animal living, but more we're focused on let's not have people losing their lives and yeah. vehicles to wildlife. All right, let's get out to the phone lines. Eight five five three four zero zone. Eight five five three four zero zone. Chad has an idea for a great fall ride. Hi, Chad. Hi, guys. Uh, I got deterred listening to you about being hit by animals. I got to tell you, I was hit by, I, my truck was totaled at Fashion Place Mall by a big buck. Oh, geez. <laughs> at Fashion Place? I was trying to, and it was at rush hour. I was leaving the mall on the south side, and I had to go west. And And this lady, it was rush hour, and she didn't want me to, enter the traffic and i forced myself in we were only going about 15 miles an hour and i'm going west on the road south of fashion place mall and i made a right turn and she's right behind me and we're only going about 15 miles an hour and a big buck jumps 
into the road and hits my truck and, and totaled it. Oh, my gosh. And to this day, I regret that I didn't let her go first. <laughs> That's, yeah, I bet you're a lot more cautious driver now, and I let you're a lot more friendly with other drivers on the road. It was bad karma. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, have either one of you been down the, the road uh, called the Mulkey Dugway? The Multi Dugway? Multi? Yeah. No, no, where is it? Dugway, I assume? <laughs> have you ever been to uh, Bridges, the National Park, Bridges National Park? Like with uh, the the rainbow or uh, the, the 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 famous arches, or no, that's arches well, national it's, park. It's 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 three bridges over White Canyon. It's down hmm. down in the Four Corners area. Uh, no, never. It's been right there. that that's where the Bears ears. Yeah, it's a national. It's it. a, oh, that's not a park. It's just a national monument, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the Mulkey Dugway. There's a road that goes from. Bridges down to Mexican Hat. Okay. And the Mulkey Dugway is the switchback that gets you off Cedar Mesa Plateau down into the into the valley. It's a thousand over a thousand foot drop, and you have this dirt road that zigzags zigzags back and forth down to the valley, and it's it's a great. Oh. You, you can see Monument. You can see Monument Valley from. From the Moki Dugway and Moki M O K I M O K I Dugway. Gotcha. I was hearing M O Q M O Q, isn't it? Or maybe it's M O K I. But it's not yeah. multi. I was hearing like multi, like multiple Dugway. So that's why I was confused. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you're that's right. Okay. Um, it looks beautiful. It does. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can see Monument Valley, and and then they've got this uh, off road. There's a there's a bed and breakfast there that the movie stars used to. Uh, stay at when they were making Fort Apache and all that, John Wayne and uh, all those actors. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting road, and it's got some interesting history there. I'll have to, I'll definitely be putting that on my list of things to visit. Uh, I I did a report as a child on Little Hollywood that used to, you know, Canab used to always be called Little Hollywood because all those movies were made down in that area, and John Wayne had a house in Canab, and a house in uh, everywhere down there. He had houses because it's all you, you, all, you, all, all of his movies were made down there. So yeah, I'd like to go check out Moki Dugway. Yeah, and it's close to the San Juan. You've got that famous bend in the river, and I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's mm. it's right off that road. Once you get down into the valley, it's only about there's a lookout that you can see that you've probably seen it. It's a famous picture with this this huge band that the San Juan makes geologically. It's really fantastic. I think it's the goosenecks. Uh, Gooseneck. Yeah, that's it. I, I, uh, I was on my dirt bike and broke my leg going down there to see it. (laughs) Were you alone? No, I was with my buddy and, and, uh, I didn't think it was broken. So I kept on riding two more days and fell off four or five more times. And when I got home, it had torn all the ligaments off my ankle and broke my smaller bone be, behind the, the large bone in, wow. in your lower leg. Oh, but it, it's, it's a good story to tell now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is now that you don't feel the pain anymore. <laughs> well, Chad, thanks for the call and, and for the comments. Appreciate it. Have a good week, sir. Uh, Moki Dugway. We've had a lot of good suggestions. American Fork Canyon, from here to Reno, Nebo Loop, Wolf Creek in Colorado. 
But Moki Dugway looks like one I yeah, definitely want to go cool. see. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it's, right now, and you're probably talking, we're probably within a few weeks of all these leaves starting to change. Yes. I, mean, uh, I think you'd probably talk the next couple of weeks. In fact, I saw, I think it was Heidi Hatch of Channel 2 sent out a pretty cool tweet the other day, had a picture, and it was color-coded where the leaves have already changed to a deep purple and red and where they're just getting oranges and yellows to go. It's pretty cool if you check her out on Twitter. She sent that out. All right, just a couple more minutes here on the Utah Car Sense Show presented by Mark Miller Subaru, 855-340-ZONE. Love to hear you get in at the last second and possibly win these movie passes, 855-340-ZONE. We'll get a, a, we've got one more uh, person calling in here in just a moment. But, Jeff, Toyota is trying to figure out how to make a car run forever with their new Prius prototype that travels about 56 kilometers without charging. Which, what's 56 kilometers? Uh, 51 miles? Or, or are they more? That's 30 less. miles. So, yeah, okay. So that's pretty good without charging at all. Yeah. Your, your current hybrid goes 17, 17. before it kicks in, yeah. right? So, uh, And they've been working on this, uh, this thing, Toyota Motor Corporation, Sharp Corporation, and New Energy and Industrial Technology Development Organization of Japan, or NITO, are testing a Prius that could revolutionize the transportation. They don't think that this thing will ever come to the public uh, in the next, they said, eight to ten years, but it's just completely covered in solar panels. Solar panels, everything. Every every part of the surface has a solar panel on it. And that's Pretty a lot. I mean, the logic is that idea. The hard part of the solar thing is that what makes solar effective is being able to direct the solar panels towards where the sun is. Oh, so you don't get direct when you're a car. You're not directing it directly to the sunlight. It's getting a deflected angle. Yeah. So the solar is not as efficient as a as a home solar system would be. I see. So that's a that's, dilemma. That's one of the dilemmas to a solar system on a car. Well, before we uh, get out for the week, we've got one last caller at eight five five three four zero zone, and Russ is with us now. Good morning, Russ. Good morning. I enjoy your guys' show uh, oftentimes or so, but I got a little... Uh, are there times you don't? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when we get into some politics. Of stories are kinda, some of your stories are a little out there, but that's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's entertaining. Say there was a Salt Lake dealership that uh, when I first got out of college, I used to count cars. I used to have to go to the dealerships and count them and, uh, and what have you. Yep. Some of them were kind of fun because I got to go down to Harris Imports. Oh, nice. You know, they had those exotic cars down there, and that was fun. That would be a nice trip. That's a fun one to be able to count those cars. Yeah, it was. It certainly was. It saw all the Ferraris and Maseratis and things. However, there was a um, Utah dealership that got caught with selling the cars out of trust. Yep. Downtown Toyota dealership. It was. It's actually now our Toyota dealership. You bought that up? That's what I was going to say, it but was. I didn't want to say a name. Yeah, you can say it because they're out of business. It uh, was Wagstaff Toyota, and they went out of trust, yeah. and they got taken over by Zions Bank, and we bought it out of receivership from Zions Bank. Wow. In 1990. Yeah. Oh, is that long ago? Yeah. He was triple floor planning cars. When we took over that thing, it was ugly. I mean, we're talking, we had... We had salespeople come up to us and go, what are you going to do about the three car loans I have? <laughs> like, well, what? that's not our deal. Good luck. Wow. Good luck with that with Mr. Wagstaff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got involved when they were using some of the, uh, not sending the cars when they got paid. Mm-hmm. And the state contacted us and what was going on with it because they weren't getting their plates. Yep. And that's when we kind of found out they're using a lot of their proceeds for actually doing their uh, operating expenses. Yep. 
Well, thank you for calling in, Russ. Thanks for listening, even when you don't like our stories. I, we still appreciate you listening, honestly. So thank you. Uh, that's it for Utah Carson's this week, Jeff. Yes, we had seven callers. We did. You I got, got them in I random got numbers order. on all of them, yep. Brian, what's your favorite number between one and seven, sir? Six. Six. I got Jack. So Jack, so he called about Wolf Creek Pass in Colorado. That was a good call. Good suggestion. The steam coming off the river, not mm-hmm. bad at all. All right, that's it. Uh, Jeff, have a good week. Enjoy cheering against uh, your favorite team today. I, I will. I will for sure on that one. And anybody, if you need me, any questions, concerns, just feel free to send me an email at jeffm at markmiller.com. That's Jeff Miller. I'm Austin Horton. See you next week on Utah Carson's.